Hello and welcome to the Bearded Beacon. I'm Seal. I'm Chris. And we're both back this week. So welcome back, Chris. Thank you. I'm not puking and I am feeling much better. Fantastic. Yeah, you were in pretty, pretty bad shape last week, weren't you? Yeah, that's just what everybody wanted to hear too. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so instead they got they got thirty five minutes of me driving through New York at lunchtime. <laughs> Excellent. And, I don't know how they could have found anything better than that. So. I don't know. Well, now I did warn them in the in the in the in the description. I was like, by no means should anyone listen to this, but here it is <laughs> if you want it. So I don't know. Actually, uh, it looks like uh, there was some. I, I don't have all the. I don't have all the. The I don't have any specific analytic tools set up. I can't track it um, like I want to yet. Yeah. But I can look at the bandwidth and a couple other things and. People actually did listen to it. Awesome. <laughs> so there was, there actually was some traffic on that. So I was like, okay. I thought that was interesting. Cool. But yeah. So I know I checked it just to see, but I mean, there are more than just me listening to it. So because there, there were some downloads. Well, there was me. I listened to it. You too. did. Oh, you did? Yep. 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 Was, how, how was it? It was splendid. It was like you were driving through Manhattan. I know, right? It's like I was actually there. <laughs> Crazy. So we did not, or I did not talk about the show, obviously, last week. So we saved that for this week. So here we are with episode four three. Of, of our show. Oh, yes. And episode, episode four, three of Jessica Jones. Just Correct. to make things confusing. We were one for one there. But I thought about making the, the little one last week like a point five or something, but then I thought, nah, I'm not going to nah, do it. Let's, let's make things more interesting yeah. and confusing we'll just, for us. We'll just, we'll just make it, we'll make each one of these releases a one for one. So that way we'll know, we'll always know what episode it is or not. <clears throat> make it to the point one day where it's like, what episode is this? Oh, I don't know. What are you typing? I can hear you typing. I'm not typing. And everybody can hear it. Really? I hear click, click, click. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe. Is the mic on and the computer mic on and not your headset mic? Did it again? Every time I plug it in, for some reason, it just doesn't. Ah, that's better. That's better. Oh, that's way better. Hang on. I got to turn down your. Actually, talk for a minute. I got to turn your bass down. I will talk for a minute. Hey, that's and I'll better. talk even lower and base here. And I'll be so loud that you're running. Gonna make me sit here and ride the levels all night long, aren't you? Yep. Of course. You cheeky monkey. I'm a cheeky monkey. Yeah, you are. Okay. Do you want to start again or you want to just roll with it? No, nah, I think we roll with it. Okay, let's roll with it. We're going to roll with it, people. So you heard it here first or second or whatever. We're not, uh, we're just rolling with it. So Jessica Jones, episode three, episode it's three. called Whiskey. AKA, mm. it's called Whiskey. And I'm going to start it in the right. background at my house. Okay. Because it's going to serve as my notes, if you will, that I, didn't write, that I didn't write down. I love the title. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do too. You get that bit from the, did you see the trailer, the Netflix trailer, the last one they did right before the series dropped? That clip, no. that shot's in there where she's like, how do you deal with all this? Or how do you handle it? She goes, it's called whiskey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that line. 
It is a great line. It is. It gives you it. It's so that line is so telling too about the character. Yeah. So I mean, digging into you know, getting back to all she's got going on, it's like wow, that's a real thing. The struggle is real. It's a real thing for her. Yeah. Speaking of getting it on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. So okay, yeah. So we're we go back to the end of the last episode, and you and I talked about this a little bit. It could have ended at the little dinner scene, but it didn't. It picked up, and then we got part of this scene with Luke and Jessica. Yeah. I love this opening shot. Here it comes. Yeah. And we're black and boom! The saw hits the ground. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like you're just right. It's just boom. It's straight continuation from episode two. Yeah. The only thing I could have asked for a little bit more is like a little smoke coming up from his... Yeah. Where he was trying to cut into his abdomen. That would have been sweet. But that still, cool. that was pretty rad. Just, a, yeah. Yeah. And then two supers getting it on. Just, hey, we better go go to it. Yep. And then the door is open. And, and the upstairs neighbor is like, oh, yeah, Robin says you're too loud. Oh, yeah, so he's trying, trying to turn around on her. But yep. there's that awesome humor again. And the framing you were talking about, too. So. Yep. Yeah, it's all over this episode. Like the yeah. bit with the... See the little uh, the mirror, just a sliver of the mirror. Yeah, wham up against the wall, and then the mirror cracks. Yeah, (laughs) and then uh, we did change directors for this one. Yes. So we're to David, David and and Petrarca. Yeah, and we need to, uh, or I need to, apologize profusely to the wonderfully talented S. J. Clarkson. I kept saying he, 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 this dude, dude, dude. No, it's a she. Yeah, she's yeah. very talented. Mm-hmm. Did a bunch of uh, did a bunch of TV. Um, did the did the uh, I believe the BBC version or the of uh, um, Life on Mars, not the the failed American version, but she did a bunch of episodes, I think, of Life on Mars, from what I understand. And what I, I haven't seen it, but my understanding is it's very visually striking the way that she directed some of the episodes of this show. So props cool. to her definitely something to check out then yeah um, totally yeah i'm gonna yeah. go i want to go back and check it out just to you know check out some of her other work and see you know how how if and how her style has evolved or changed so anyway but yeah we're definitely into a new director this time it's you still got kind of the same feel and i think part of that's due to the fact that you've got you do have the same dp for the entire run for all 13 episodes yeah. So you do have this established look for the show. But some of the camera moves are a little different. You you get some of the angles. So it's like you there's this there's def, there's a definite style there that's been established, but it feels by the time we hit episode 3 to me the show feels more settled. Like it's in its groove. It's now we're just going to mm-hmm. move along. So Dude, they're they're having the the superstar chat now. Yes. Oh, you can see it over my shoulder, can't you? I can totally see it now. That's awesome. <laughs> and here, I'll slide the computer. Here we go. There you go. Now you can see it a little there bit. There we are. Of course, you're watching it through a mirror, but I guess that's yeah, okay. Backwards. What, it doesn't FaceTime flip it anyway? Actually, yeah. I think on your end, it might be flipped anyway, so you might be watching it You might be watching it the right way around. Yeah, it looks like it is. So. Yeah, yeah the, little, awesome. the little dinner, the little street corner dinner at the food truck is awesome. Yeah. 
It's like, so, my, how strong are you? <laughs> yeah, show me, show me mine. I'll show yeah. you yours. Even though we already showed each other ours, you know. But mm -hmm. the well, yeah. What can you do? And then, like <laughs> one of one of interesting comments here is like that she did try the superhero thing mm -hmm. before, which I I kind of wonder if we're gonna somehow hear about it in the in the mythos. I mean, yeah, I like think... I don't know how, if if it would directly apply to the show now, mm -hmm. but maybe somehow through. I don't know another show, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. Well, I think I think we're gonna find out more about it because if, from what I've seen, the from what I've surmised, um, like I'm some kind of analytical genius, I'm not. Um, if you've been watching the show and paying attention, the flashbacks get there's a green car going across my screen. No, and it's not on the show. The flashbacks get more detailed, and it's like you see just a little, like each time you see a flashback, especially like the bus crash incident, you see a little bit more and a little bit more. So I'm wondering if, you know, I don't think that's a throwaway line where she's like, yeah, you know, I tried it for a while and it didn't stick. I think we're actually, I think we might, once we get a few more episodes in, I think we might get to see something. Yeah, I think you're right. And that connection with her and Luke's wife is getting more and more clear. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. Hopefully they'll flesh that out a little bit more because I'm hoping it's more than just a, hey, this woman bumped into me, take care of her kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. oh. And here we go. About to break the bed. <laughs> okay, that part is hysterical. It's like it breaks not where you think it's going to, for one right. thing. And then just that pause and that look back over the shoulder like, ah, oh, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then another another scene in the bathroom. But back to, I mean, this is almost just like the scene in the pilot with the medicine cabinet. And she's going to, you know, there's that pause and look at the picture. And now we know who that is in the picture. We're going to find out who that is. We're about to find out who that is in the picture. Right. That is right. one well-lit medicine cabinet. It is. I wish my medicine cabinet was like that. A couple of LEDs and you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. So here we go. Yeah, now we're starting to get that flashback again. Mm -hmm. Just for a second. Just a taste. And it's so funny. It's like there's always this, it seems like with them, there's something, you know, there's like this jarring moment all of a sudden. She's like, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Put me down. I got to go. I got work. <laughs> I, was, I was good to not remember this while we were doing what we we're doing. But now that we stopped and my blood yeah. back in my head, I, oops, I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. I got work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the night. Well, she's a private yeah. detective, so. Yeah. It stands to reason she would have work in the middle of the night. So, Yeah, which consists of drinking high-powered energy drinks and whiskey. So, well, yeah. yeah. Hey, you got to go to the all-night uh, all liquor store and get your bottle of wild turkey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Maybe this isn't the right room for me. Okay. Oh, is that where all the good toys are? Yeah. I've seen a car go by. Now I've seen a clone trooper mask. Oh, Lordy. That's Goodness. Right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we got done talking. Well, we were talking about how Luke's wife connection thing and mm. that kind of thing. And the next little thing that I thought found in the episode that was interesting to me mm -hmm. was a radio chatter that was kind of included within everything. Okay. And it makes me feel like they're using this to, to ramp up towards Civil War. Oh, Okay. Because it was all bashing, bashing mutants and bashing superpowers like everywhere. That's true. And then 
associating Hope Shaw with uh, the son of Sam. Yeah. So dismissing, and I thought I found that was an interesting, I don't know, contradiction, because oh, bash all these these superpower people, superpower thing. There couldn't possibly be a bad superpower person. Right. let's, Let's say that this isn't a possible thing for happening, because it happens to be about murder. So. Yeah, it's like, well, she did it, so she's completely, re- yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it kind of it, it raises an interesting moral question, you know. You she pulled the trigger, so to speak, literally and figuratively, mm-hmm. but essentially on someone else's order. Yeah, so who's 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 responsible? It's yeah. Defend her, defend her. Back to the lawyer's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like this little exchange here. It's you know. You know, you you have a you know basically saying you've got this moral obligation to defend this person who's innocent, and she's like, well, yeah. Well, what about you? What about your testimony? <laughs> yeah, you have firsthand experience. She's like, no, no, you don't need me. There's plenty of other people. You don't need me. Yeah, but I killed somebody too, and I don't want to go to jail. Essentially, and there goes the dog trying to get into my room. Excellent. Yeah, this th- we're full of distractions this week. Of course. Good God Almighty! Hang on one second. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> I chased her away and she runs right back up there. Excellent. But I turn the fan on. I have a keep a fan out in front of the door. Yeah. So I turn the fan on. She doesn't like it. Okay. So usually with that on, she won't she'll she'll sit there and she'll whine, but she won't attack the door. She'll jump up, she'll beat on that thing until it opens. Interesting. Oh yeah. That's not really a good thing, but you know. Yeah. Very determined little dog. She knows how to work the doorknob, so I took the doorknob off. <laughs> but now she'll just crash into the thing until it opens. Excellent. Yeah. So, suffice to say, it's a challenge. Very precocious little dog, but she means well. At least mm-hmm. that's what I tell myself. Yeah. Oh, back to the show. Okay, so we got this little bit with, I like the scene. We're in the hallway at Trisha's apartment. Yeah, I like that. And she's like, you know, trying to get somewhere, you know, trying to ask for help. And she's like, oh, yeah, you want me to do you another favor? She goes, no, no, it's not like that. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's giving her the whole spiel about, I need to get these drugs. And, da, da, da. and then it, it turns off as Kilgrave's power. And she's like, oh, wait, that's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> I must know more. Yeah, the hunt for Sufentanil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And is it has it struck you at all as... At, is odd at all about all the it's not quite purple but all this lavender in Trisha's apartment building in the hallway in her apartment yeah later on she's wearing purple it's like yeah that's in really because you know she knows she's got some of the she's got some of the gory details right it's like that's just in bad taste lady <laughs> but it's it's interesting though because visually you never you know you see like these hues of purple everywhere. And so, you know, she's Jessica's never fully away from the guy. Right. The line about Krav Maga, it's more brutal. (laughs) You became a ninja. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was interesting. No one's ever going to hurt me again or no one's ever going to touch me like that again or something. Yeah. It's like, okay, what? Something bad happened to her too. Right. Clearly. Yeah, there is a big backstory between them two, too. Mm-hmm. So, then she goes to extort, extorting the the doctor for 
because of the divorce stuff and get medicine and she only gets an antipsychotic. That was funny. There's that humor yeah. again. I love it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. This is an antipsychotic. It's for you. It's interesting that she would go to, you know, that particular doctor. Yeah. But it's like it's someone she knows that's, you know, that honestly she thinks she can exploit. Right. So I guess it's by any means necessary that it seems that perhaps the means would justify the end in her mind. Right. Well, that's like the scene when she's um, um, discussing, well, in her mind, she's saying, oh, it's only one person. Oh, it's only two, two people. people. Yeah. Oh, three. Oh, maybe four. Maybe four, depending on how many, how far <laughs> along she is. And then yeah. the cop walks in and she's like, ah. <laughs> okay. Too many. But then the little twist in that, well, I guess later, not not right then, but yeah, later on when she sees her buddy there and yep, 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 yep. But that's uh that's after the lawyer lady mm-hmm. is a complete douche to her. So yep, yep. And there it is. There's this prescription for the psychotic. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> that look she gives back, just like, what the hell? Ah, fine. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> They're having fun with the uh, with the split diopter effect. In the show, okay. So you know, explain what a split so diopter effect is. That go back to the shot we just saw, the exterior of the emergency room. Okay. Where you've got a section of the frame right around where emergency. It's all in focus, and then if you look below it to the side, now this is a little bit more probably a post effect because it almost makes it almost makes a ninety degree turn. But you've got all this stuff around it out of focus, that in focus. Okay. So it's, but what I've seen. Actually, I, I believe I, I saw it in this episode earlier on, and I've seen it in the first two, where it's more of a, it's literally half the frame's in focus and half isn't, okay. but you're at the same distance. Right. And then it'll rack real quick, and so the sides of the screen will flip as to what's in focus, and that's that split diopter. There's different ways to do it. Old school, you do it in the camera with actually an attachment on the, uh, on the camera lens. Okay. That would effectively change the focal length of the lens you were using, uh, or half the lens, or a portion of the lens. And you kind of get this little fuzzy delineation in the middle, and then half would be in focus, half wouldn't. And you could rack back and forth between the two. They're probably doing this in post. Okay. It's much easier to do that now, and then you can add it in later. But um, because it's an optical effect, it doesn't always work. It's. It can be a little tricky to do. They did it in um, a notable one would be, uh, an in-camera one would be uh, Reservoir Dogs. Okay. The, um, scene in the warehouse where you've got Harvey Keitel in the foreground and you've got uh, Tim Roth laying there bleeding to death in the background and they're talking. Yeah. And it's such a shot. The, they're, shooting it, they're shooting it so wide open that there's, there, there's no depth of field there. So... They're using the the split diopter actually to get him and Tim Roth in focus in the background, and then Harvey Keitel in focus in the foreground. But he's the, he's positioned just right so that there's stuff in focus and stuff out of focus that if you look at it shouldn't be. It's like you shouldn't be able to see both of them in focus at the same time relative to where they are to the camera lens. So gotcha. They were using it. They were in that in that instance. They're using it kind of as a cheat, because um, your only alternative in that situation is either you change the blocking and put them much closer together, or you throw a 
lot more light at it, which they probably didn't have. And you use a slightly different focal length lens and you stop down and you get more stuff in focus. But you can't always do that. But in this situation, they're, they're using it. And in, in this show, it seems that it's more of an artistic thing. It's drawing your eye back and forth to where they want it to be. Right. We're coming up on the scene with, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Benny. Is that right? Her neighbor? Dude, what is his name? I think Benny's right. I want keep wanting to say Reggie, but that's not right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Maybe that's I should look good. that up. Maybe you should. Because it, it's pertinent to this, this, this point I want to make, so. You wrote all that stuff down for this episode, and you didn't write down. I know, I know. I just well, it kind of just shot into my head while you're while I was watching it over your shoulder there. So, essentially, what she does is she helps him into his room, and while that upstairs neighbor boy is helping her, um, and talking about racism. Yeah. She flips that around and she uses that because she she takes him right back and throws him under the bus, and um, she uses. The fact that he's, well, he's already kind of drugged out anyway, and he's lunging at, lunging at yeah. somebody. I don't know what happened. Uh, he just lunged at her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she pitches him at that lady, and then it's like, oh, what happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, see, it's she's just a typical dope fiend. Exactly. So that snap judgment that the, the guy was talking about. Yeah, she used that to her advantage. Exactly. Again, the ends justifying the mean to her. You having problems over there? No, it was just acting weird for me. Mm. There we go. And the Mal- winner is Malcolm. Malcolm. Boy, we were both wrong. Way wrong. Damn. Yeah. Okay, we gotta we gotta back up just a little bit here. We have okay. yet, we have before we get to that scene, we have another little encounter with Luke Cage and Jessica. Right. And get a few more of the jo- okay. The sweet Christmas line was fantastic. That's right. Yeah. Out, that's straight out of comic books. So yeah, yeah, that was yeah. fun. And then, the, and then the bit was like, you know, and he's trying to talk to her like, okay, so what's, what's the deal is like, what's off with you? He's like, is it a racial thing? She's like, what? He said, I'm just kidding. But is it? <laughs> yeah. And then I guess what we're missing here is since there, it, you know, obviously the, the stories adapted changed a little bit from the comic to the TV show. So we're, we're losing out or missing out on the whole bit. And it's changed our dynamic a bit where the, the whole thing about Luke Cage being what what uh what Carol Danvers call him a, a cape chaser or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, you don't mean oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we still managed to get a few more jokes in here. And bloody 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 talky talky talky. Okay, how are we so far off on that dude's name? I don't know. I know they say it at least twice in so far that we've, well, maybe they didn't. Yeah, they did. I mean, they've said his name. Was, yeah, she was yelling at him when he was eating her peanut butter. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we've so, heard his name. She's she's called him by name several times at this point. We're just horrible people. We are. Man, how do we get better at this? <laughs> I don't know. Start carrying around cue cards. Yeah. Little index cards. Yep. Like on Doctor Who. Have you been watching that this season? Or did you? I'm I'm way. I'm so far behind okay. on Doctor Who. There's a. They've got a running gag now where he's got these little index cards of like nice yeah. things or comforting things he's supposed to say. Yeah. When he's trying to give someone bad news, and yeah. it, it's like flipping through. He's like, "I am so sorry for your loss. I feel terrible." You know, because <laughs> he can never remember what he's supposed to say in a situation. 
Gotcha. Oh, here we go. The phone interview. Yeah, this is pretty intense. And that lady is a complete horrible person. Talking about lawyer lady, Jerry. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. But if you think about it, I mean, they make the point, she's a sharky lawyer. But if if you think about it, again, she's doing what she has to to win. Right. Because in her mind, what she has to do is make this girl look to be completely delusional, completely, you know, crazy. And now you've got, you know, she's, well, she's psychotic. So now we have this insanity defense. You know, what's the path of least resistance, I guess. Right. So she's doing what she feels she has to to win. At least that's that's what I get from it. I could be wrong. I agree. She's probably doing. And she is. She is a complete. I mean, she is. She's ruthless. She. I mean, we've kind of. We kind of get the vibe that she is the ruthless Sharky lawyer. Yeah. But why? It's. I I think it's because she wants to win. That's her. That's her job is to is to win the case. Yeah, I I keep on wondering if she's going to get dumped by Jessica and um, Murdoch is going to get picked up. Yeah, that'd be kind of sweet. Well, that would be. There's got to be that tie-in somewhere. Hopefully. Well, that relationship will get established somehow or another because assuming we get our Defender series like we're supposed to. Right. Jumping a little bit ahead of the game. Up, and there she goes. Clearly, you can see my the client's delusional and blah, 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 and complete psychotic break. This is when it gets crazy, though. Kilgrave's about to call in. Yeah. And you see the, the terror on Hope's face as she's just freaking out. Mm-hmm. And she starts freaking out, and then she's, like, jumping over the counter, grabbing mics out of the way, and then yep. as soon as Kilgrave calls in, then, yeah, Hope loses it, and, yeah. That was an expensive microphone she just trashed. Yeah. I kind of wonder, um, I wonder if the lawyer lady, it's Dolores, right? Huh? The lawyer lady's name. Dolores? Good God, we're terrible at this. Yes, we are. I thought it was Jerry. <laughs> I don't know. Lawyer lady. Yeah. Let's see. IMDB. Should probably just have it open all the time. Yeah. What? I do not have permission to view this directory or page of credit you supplied. What? Jerry. Jerry Hogarth. Thank you. Sorry. Where did I get Dolores? I don't know. There isn't even a Dolores in the show. I know. What are you? Uh. Okay. <laughs> we're just going to make up random names for everybody we're just, in the we're show. Just gonna, <laughs> hey, we're just going to make it up as we go along. I have been known to do that, though. Yeah, Jerry Hogarth. Jerry Hogarth. Okay. Thank you. But, yeah, I kind of wonder if Jerry um, just kind of gets a glimpse of, like, it being a reality. Because I don't know if she fully believes that that, that this this is happening. So. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm with you. I don't think she really, I don't think she quite, I don't, she might, I don't think she really, you know, yeah, that this, that this is, this guy's a real thing at least a real presence until she hears him on the radio. Yeah. See, now in that shot, the walls don't look, they look more blue than anything, but... Maybe it's affecting your mind and you you just want to see purple now. Maybe I do. I drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I bought the ticket, I took the ride. Oh, I love this bit. She gets back to her office and she can't get in. Oh, uh, yeah. The two, the two shyster you pay contract. Us, we give yeah. you the key. <laughs> she just busts, she just, boom, pops the door open. <laughs> Like, that's going to keep me out. You pay us, we give you a key. Yeah, how'd that work out for them? No, and I don't think pop. So. Yeah. Much like my puppy dog trying to bust into my uh, bedroom when it's the door's closed. Gives it a good pop, and right open it goes. Excellent. Good dog, good dog. Good dog. She's being awfully quiet up there. Man, every time that elevator door opens from now on, I'm going to cringe a little bit. Really? 
Well, yeah, because that's where, you know, because you saw it as a, you know, the way that elevator's framed up with Hope right before yeah. she killed her. It's like every time I see the inside of that thing, I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. This is, this is terrible. Elevator to hell. Yeah. And there's poor Malcolm getting drug in. Mm-hmm. Something I've noticed, we still get, you know, we still get the, you still see a lot of the tight framing and, you know, frames within frames and that kind of thing. But what I've noticed about this episode is we're starting to, the boundaries are starting to get a little bit wider. It's starting to loosen up a little bit and it's not, you still get those moments, those claustrophobic moments, but yeah. it seems like they're they're loosening the framing up a little bit and giving her a little bit more room to maneuver. It's almost as like as she's getting as she's getting stronger, I guess mentally and emotionally, you're seeing her. I guess it, it, it's almost like they're a sense of freedom that they're giving her a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit. Right. It's like she, yeah, you can see her relaxing a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, and notice the notice the the space around them is not as tight as it might have been in say the last episode. Right. Those two shots and those three shots where they might have crammed them in a little tighter. Now there's they're a little bit there's a little bit more space around them. And here she goes using her buddy. This is terrible. It's horrible. I think they do a good portrayal Ooh. of of how it affects her afterwards too. I mean mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, I, I I knew what I was doing, but oh man, it was so wrong and yeah, I I have a feeling that we'll hear about that later. Just a feeling. Yep. Well, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> hey, I've only watched one. I'm only one episode ahead of you, so I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Here we go. She's in the drug closet. Somehow, I s- somehow I still just don't think it'd be that easy. But hey, we've we've got to do. You know. Yeah. We've we've got a we've got a story to tell. We've got a show to make. We can't. Uh, mm-hmm. We can't show all the layers of security that she'd have to go through to actually get to that stuff. The sufentanil. Right. Oh, and there's that look. Yeah. The... Oh, man. You see her heart just sink. She's yeah. like, I'm such a bad person. Yep. See, there she's wearing purple. Trish, that's just not cool. So did you see this coming? This right oh, here with, with, the, with the, the cop? Yeah. I... Yeah. It, it tricked me a little bit for a moment, and then I was like, no, I know it was going to happen. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, maybe not. Well, yeah, for sure it is. So, Yeah, there's that brief moment where he gives that line about, you know, we're talking about, we, I've had to ask you some questions about an alleged assault at the TV station, and then it's like, okay, well, this happened, so. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, yeah, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is not right. Been all that training. Mm-hmm. At least she got the gun off of him. And, of course, she's going to open the door. Yeah, well, it's a police officer. What could possibly be wrong? She does go for the baton there. Yeah. And then, boom! She got a couple good shots in on him. She did. Didn't last too terribly long. He's pretty big, though. Yeah. Big dude, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... She panicked that one when she's crawling back. She had a moment. She could have got right back up on her feet and probably taken him down, but she panicked. Oh, and then the, oh my goodness, that body slam, that had to hurt. Yeah, that, that was a pretty heavy. How did that knock, how did that not knock her out? Right. Me, I'd have been unconscious. And then coming Boom. up when she um, 
jabs Trish with the the needle. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. Very... I am going to go far enough to protect myself and my friends by yeah. jabbing you with this needle. So, yeah, I'm going to just shoot you up some some fentanyl here and make it look like you're dead. Oh, dude, when she pitches him across the room, that was awesome. It's very, I mean, it's clever what she does. She not, you know, she gives her the, she doses her with that stuff, and it obviously makes her, you know, to his eye, makes her look dead in the moment. But right, it is so dangerous what she just did. I know. It's like you don't know how much of that stuff you're supposed to be giving somebody, and she hit her with. I mean, if you look at the way at how much was in that, how much is in there, it looked like she hit that plunger a little far. Mm-hmm. Well, she wants to make sure she has enough in there for Kilgrave, so I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. She's gonna. I don't know. Oh, it it doesn't take much. Probably not. That was clever. She took the phone. Yeah. She had the whole bit about you know Trisha's phone on her. She's like, yeah, keep your phone on here. I put an app on your phone. It'll track you, so keep your phone on you all the time. Yeah. And that's not even really what she did. She called herself and tossed it in his, in his, in his pocket so she could hear him and follow him. Yeah. So. And he's, he thinks his mission's accomplished, so he's just, you know, back to normal, walking down the street. That's right. That's one of the things that's interesting about this. I like that they went to the to the links to show that to you here. It's like once you've done whatever it is you're supposed to do, yeah, it's like a switch just turns off, right? And you just kind of you kind of go back to normal. It's like you're given an instruction, you follow it, and then okay, see a little bit of the limitations of his power. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes me wonder how many things he can ask, influence them to do at a time, right? Well, he does give some, I mean, he gives him a, I don't, I don't want to say a complex set of instructions, but a semi-complex set. He does give some contingencies because clearly he's, when Jessica and the cop are fighting and, you know, he's he's like, I, I have to go. And she's like, where is he? He says, I can't tell you. So, I mean, there's a, at least a couple of layers to the instructions, but yeah, I wonder how far it can go. Like how complicated could it be? Yeah. Or if he just has to keep it general, like, okay, go here, kill this person but you can't tell anybody, you know, but don't, don't tell anybody where I am or something like that. If it's that simple or if he has to, or if, you know, cause I don't think it's, it doesn't seem like he's getting to the minutia of it. Oh, and there's that needle. Oh, see, now that's just not safe. Cause that's the same needle. I know. I mean, that's just not, dude, that's not sterile. That's unhygienic. I'm sorry. That's just wrong. <laughs> oh man. In this part, he's like, nope, not that way, officer. That way. This is in the trailer, mm-hmm. the bit where he climbs up on the balcony. And yeah, looks like he's yep. about to jump. Mm-hmm. There's several shots. There's there's several things from the trailer that are in this episode because I think this is where the to me this is where the action really starts. Yeah. Boom. She has easy. to fight through the whole house to get out of there. So that part was trippy. And now the first full on shot of his face of Kilgrave's face. Look at him. This is that smarmy little. He's like, hey, look behind you. <laughs> You're gonna lose her. What? Oh crap! Oh, and the and the flashback, the longer flashback to the scene with Cage's wife, and that punch, and she just goes flying. And that's what a good twenty feet. Oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. But see, that gives you another that gives you another look at his limitation as well, because now he's telling her, "Hey, come back, come back," and she's clearly not under the spell anymore. So I right. think you something that traumatic, you know, I think it's like that uh, severe kind of a severe trauma, a severe traumatic incident, you know, is enough of a shock to break the spell. I think you're right. And it seems like she can't be 
manipulated by him anymore. Well, at least the way she's char- charging in there. Yeah. So. That's what's yeah. That's got me thinking that maybe he's not he's not coming at her directly because he doesn't have any power over her anymore. Right. So he's got to figure out other ways to to manipulate her. He's doing a pretty good job so far. It's like, how many people is she gonna clock on the head? I love it when she starts going through the house and she's like, "I'm so sorry, clock." Now she's got to fight her way back down from the top of the house to the bottom. It's like a reverse uh, game of death. Nope. And there's first contender. I keep getting sucked back in and just watching. Yeah. <laughs> well, she chokes out the first guy, and then another guy comes at her with a knife, and he, she throws him off the table. And of course, you have to deliver. You put somebody in a sleeper hold on TV, and you have to you have to deliver the line. Just go to sleep. Right. Like, I think we've all seen enough wrestling on TV. We know what a sleeper hold is at this point. But I guess I want to drive the point home that she didn't really kill him. She's not killing me. She hasn't gone that far. So I guess that's. That. I guess we've seen a we've seen a limitation. She's. I mean, there. I think there is a line that she's that she doesn't want to cross. She's not just gonna take innocent people out, you know, permanently. Right. And then it's what is it the the next one's and this is the lady that attacks her next or something. She goes, "I'm so sorry." And she throws her up against yeah. the wall, and knocks her out, <laughs> and then locks the room with the yeah. cord on the thing. Oh no no, it's the other guy. It's the dad. Yeah, I know the drill. I'm not going after him. Just tell me where he is. She's trying all the different word cues. Yep. Okay, so that's three people she's knocked out. Mm-hmm. There's the mom. And what's interesting, I mean, this is just, you know, these are just family folks. I mean, they're just average people, and they're giving her a run for their for her money. So right. it's like they've got this instruction that, you know, don't let her get out of this house. We assume that's what it is. It's like, don't let her out, slow her down, whatever. And so you're, you know, there's not only that, desire determination whatever to follow the instruction but apparently there's the adrenaline kick and all that that comes along with it because they clearly don't know how to fight they're just you know just rushing in grappling whatever but it's like they're you know we've seen her overpowered are almost overpowered several times now by people that shouldn't be able to right and it's like so there's there seems to be a physical or physiological effect that goes along with the psychological effect of his power, which is very interesting. How much is she holding back to? Like, is she still? That's true. That's true. Figuring out how much she needs to hold back before mm-hmm. she really hurts somebody. So. Oh, now we're in the room with all the pictures. That is just creepy. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Did you hear the printer going? You think something's going on? There's gonna be another person in the room, and she's all ready with the syringe too. So. Mm-hmm. He's long gone, but still. Oh my goodness. This is another bit that's in the trailer where she's in the room with all the pictures and the, the mosaics of her up on the wall. Yeah. It's like, this guy is obsessed. Notice the purple walls. Yes. That's legit purple paint up on those walls. Did he make them do that or did he just happen to find a family that liked purple? I don't know. I mean, that's just creepy. Hundreds and hundreds of photographs. And then and See You Later written on that one that just came out of the mm-hmm. printer. That's fantastic. I noticed one thing about Kilgrave when she's on the roof. Mm-hmm. Kilgrave calls Trisha's show a TV show. They talk about they they allude to it a little bit. So apparently she had in a in in her younger days had some sort of television show. Okay, with red hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then now she's on the radio. Yeah. I love the bit with the cop. So clearly, I mean, she drug him downstairs and then did the whole thing where she falls into the garbage. Yep. And then what happened? Oh, you fell off the roof. 
What? <laughs> what did I save you? You're okay. You're okay. Don't worry about it. Just go home. Did you take these pictures? No. Okay, just go home. Yeah, and then the whole picture thing now makes me want to go back and watch the first two episodes again and see who's taking our picture. Yes. Like, is he already in there? In, in there yeah, or? have we seen this? Have we seen whoever this? That's, oh, you make a good point. You know, as much little, as much of the fine little details that we've seen so far just in the show, just in these first three episodes, I wouldn't be surprised if you go back and there's like these, there's maybe a couple of fleeting shots of, you know, someone taking pictures of her that you might have just dismissed. Yeah, there's got to be somebody that's doing it, so I, I don't know. Because if you don't have any context, I mean, you see a, a street scene in a city like New York, you expect people to have cameras. Right. So without that context, you would just completely dismiss it. But I bet if we were to go back, we could see that, oh, man. Yeah, we're back over at Luke's place. I can't be here anymore. Okay, yeah. gotta do what you need to do. See you later. <laughs> do what you got to do. Peace. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me because, I mean, the whole time he's been like, I don't want any drama. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just wants to live a quiet little life. Well, that whole, th- that, you know, that scene about, you know, once they know you have powers, they're either coming at you, you know, with a noose or with a handout, and I don't want to deal with either one of those. Right. Now look, at the, now, look at that shot. Now, that is a narrower hallway, but look at the way it's framed. It's a little tighter. Yeah. She's feeling, the, she's feeling some pressure right now. Yeah, like... I didn't get them that time. <laughs> I hope there's a next time. I know there's going to be a next time. Just when is it going to happen? Nope. And then there's that revelation. She's looking up at that spot where she was. There's that photograph of her. <laughs> I love that. The photograph of her taking a photograph. Right. Up on the fire escape. But now she's having this revelation like, oh my goodness. This could be anywhere. And scene. But I like that. She's got that look on her face that, you know, it's almost it's almost like she, you think she's going to start to panic. Yeah. And then, you know, the camera does the thing, you know, you do the whole turn around, you know, the, you do the whole spin. And then all of a sudden she's just like, she's figured something out. She's like, oh, no. Oh, hell no. I know what he's doing now. Right. So she realizes, oh, okay, he's got professional surveillance on me or something like that. And so she's like, she's, it's all clicking now. Yeah. And now he's playing her game. Now I'm he's playing he in said her the work. professional surveillance and I'm like, oh man, was he tapping into Trisha's stuff? It makes you wonder. Yeah. But that's the thing though, she's realized it. He's playing in her sandbox now. It's her rules, not his. So now she's got something. But yeah, so it's like in his arrogance, he's using you know, he's plying the tools of her trade, but now she realizes it. It's like, oh no. Oh no, I got you now, boy. Of course, now we have to wait until next week to see what happens. Of course, I already know what happens, but I'm not going to say anything. Uh, good. I'm not going to be that guy. But so far, three episodes in, how are you feeling about it? I'm loving it. Um, I'm. I can't wait to keep keep watching it. Um, yeah, and it is. It's it's definitely keeping my attention. I mean, sometimes I'm like I'm that person that can read a book for like. 15 minutes and then decide uh, this is not going to work for me and <laughs> I'm done that that's it and usually it's not even necessarily the um the story it doesn't necessarily have to be the story I guess it has to be like the way that it's being told mm-hmm. and something like this if it was told wrong I would be out of it so quick that it would be not even a memory so this wouldn't do it for you yeah, but I like it so much. It's it's just working for me. Good. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm in. Of course, I'm. I, I'm. It takes a. It, it's got to be. It's got to. It's got to just really strike the wrong chord or be all kinds of bad for me to get out that fast. Um, right. I tend to stick with things a little bit longer. Sometimes just out of stubbornness. But yeah. I mean, I I sat all the way through Mission to Mars. That's two and a half hours of my life. I'm never getting back. <laughs> but this, I I'm in. I'm in. I like where it's going. I'm digging it. And it's one of those things. Is like I knew I was gonna like it. Yeah. Going into it, but when I'm that sure about something, there's there is that potential for disaster. Because that's one of those. It's like it could have, it could have struck that wrong chord and disappointed so heavily, but it didn't. It's so far. It's been it's been great. Good. I'm in. I'll watch good, it. Good. I'll watch it for another week. <laughs> I'll give it one more week. What the hell? Yeah, one more time. One more time through it. One more time. What are you doing? What do you mean? You're like down at the end of a tunnel. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Whatever are you talking about? Is that a cardboard? Is that a poster Giant tube? Cardboard tube. Nice. Yep. yep. If only our listeners at home could see what Chris is doing. No, yeah, no, that, no, don't do and... that. <laughs> Chris, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So in comics this week, so, okay, I did give out the link in the show notes last week in my little solo endeavor. Okay, uh, that's cool. So hopefully some folks jumped on the bandwagon and read chapter one of Water, written and illustrated by A.L. Kaplan. Uh, hopefully Great. they read along with us. And how did you find this one? This was a completely random pick. Cool. So um, I just went in and just scrolled and bam, I hit this one and that this is what it was. And luckily I really enjoyed the art. Yeah. And the hyper claustrophobic feel of the book is pretty interesting. Dude, we've, we've got, there's something going on there. Cause it's like we're watching this sh- TV show with, yeah. with all this claustrophobic feel and all this. And now we're reading this comic book with all the, in it. Yeah. I wonder if our minds are trying to tell us something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I you sent me the link and I you know popped it open and just looked at the cover and I was like, oh, this looks this is gonna be good. It the art at first something <laughs> reminded me of Wipeout from PS One. <laughs> the feel like with all the pipes and everything that they were doing and just mm-hmm. like the art from there, but. This is just, it's pretty unique. I, I think it's a, a rather unique book so far. How many pages did you read? So I've only read the first chapter. So okay. they've, they're just about, or they've, they've just gone out on the, so where I left off, they've just gone out on the dive. Okay, okay, yeah. So they are all designated as numbers rather than right. names. Right, so you've got but, like one through whatever. And then you got the one guy. He somehow knows everybody's names because he's had experience with these people in the past before this is what I get to feel for. Because he's like, oh, wait, but uh, this lady over here, she used to do filming and she would be perfect for this. We could still go out and do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering about about him because, you know, you first see him, he's in, I guess, his little pod. Yeah. And it's, and of course, that's a claustrophobic feel. I wonder if it's almost like 
how much of this is real? Is he like in some little deprivation tank or something? Is it, you know, once he comes out of, you know, that, that, what is it about? I don't know, about four pages in, he comes out of that thing. Yeah. You know, and one of his buddies is sitting up, it's like, hey, what are you doing awake? Right. I'm wondering if, is, is this really happening? And it's his buddy that knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Somehow he has background on all these people that don't have background on each other. Yeah, and there's like there's been all these different bases. So there's all these, so they're in this underwater, some sort of underwater base, underwater facility. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of uh, Deep Core from the Abyss, but mm-hmm. a little bit roomier. Yep, slightly roomier. I mean, we talk about it has a claustrophobic feel, and it does, but it's a little bit roomier. I mean, they've got a big couch in there. I like the um, the lighting effect. He's got going on through here. It's very, you've got, it's almost like the whole place is lit up with um, those old sodium vapor lights. So there's right. a yellow cast on everything. Yep, yep. But it totally works. It, it, it makes sense. It completely works. It's like, well, yeah, it'd just be a, you know, a pretty utilitarian environment. And they start talking about sharks. It's like, I want to see these sharks. Yeah. <laughs> How shark proof are the suits anyway? I like that. <laughs> but yeah, where I'm at, I haven't seen anything. And then, and there's a person and they're monitoring all the, whoops, why did it jump back all the way to the first page? You got that guy and the, the dude in the control room or whatever monitoring everybody, you know, one through whatever. And yeah. Okay, so this is part of what makes me think, I, I, I'm not entirely sure, I'm, or I'm, I don't know if it's how rooted we are in reality or what's going on, but I'm talking about, you know, Six has just regained consciousness, but he's in like this, he's in that, looks like a, like one of those hypersleep, pods from alien right right and they're on an exploratory mission so then it goes makes me feel like well the end of the abyss so oh yeah definitely when they go outside oh yeah 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 i thought the little bit was funny and they're all sitting around the conference table and the guy sets the the little ipad or whatever down he's like man i wish i had a stack of papers i could throw down on the table right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) so we're decidedly in the future Oh, we gotta be. And they're exploring for some reason. They're but looking it, for it something. Isn't clear. Yeah, they're looking for something. And they've lost contact with the previous mission. And actually, by the end of this chapter, they've lost contact with everyone, like any outside contact. And they're deep. And then uh, you know you get glimpses of some of the the sea life that's around them. Yeah. And they're deep, deep, deep. And there's I guess I mean these crazy like jellyfish looking things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're out there just. To, what really creeped me out was when they got outside, they're in their dive suits and they're outside and you know, they're just in this total blackness and all you see is all you see is them. It's got a I mean to me it's a realistic feel because you can't see past what their little flashlights can see. Right, right. That's very well done in that respect. It's like they've got to stay kind of close together because their light's only gonna penetrate so far. Right. And to me it would be worse to be outside than inside this cramped space because at least yeah. I can see what's around. At least I know what's around me. I mean, you go out there and you're in this pitch black right? and you don't know, and you know stuff's out there, but you can't see it. Right. And you don't know how close it is. You don't know what it's going to do to you. And then they get kind of glamored by all these jellyfish. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they start losing contact with each other. Yep. And I mean, it's kind of... It looks like by the last page, the whole, the whole comm system breaks down. Yeah. So like then they all got split up out there and they can't co- contact each other mm-hmm. by radio. So 
completely alone in the blackness, which is... Yeah, and you can't see know. two feet in front of your face. So what, I mean, yeah, there's no way you can find your way back. So, I mean, it's got me wanting to go to the, you know, it had me wanting to go to the next chapter, but I was like, I'm going to wait until we can talk about the first one before we get into the second one. Right. So I haven't, I think you might have read a little bit further than I did, but I've only read the first chapter, so the first, like, 26 pages. That's as far as I've gotten. That's that's where I've been. So I'm, like, so. at this cliff, and it's, like, it's a good little cliffhanger because it's like, okay, everybody's mm-hmm. cut off. You've got, how many of them are outside? There's four of them outside, is that right? Yeah, there's four. Yeah. Yep, yep. So you've got four of them outside. All of a sudden, everybody's lost communication. Somebody, at least a couple of them, I think their flashlights have gone out. Isn't there something yep. about, yeah, the lights have gone out. Yeah, one of the panels is completely black with yeah. a little word bubble that says, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's right when the comm system goes out and the guy sitting back there is like, everybody, what are you doing? Get back to base. Come back. Blah, blah, blah. Where are you? And then some kind of static yeah. or something comes over the, mm-hmm. over the, over that dude's headphones. It looks like it knocked him out. Yeah. Or at least gave him a bad headache. Yeah. And like, it leaves you wondering what happened to the people outside. Mm-hmm. What happened to the people that they've been trying to get in contact with. Mm-hmm. And, and in the beginning, what, what, what is going on in the rest of the world? I mean, yeah, why are they here? Yeah. What what so. what's this world? What kind of world is it that they're living in that they need to be here? Yeah. I definitely am going to keep reading this one. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think uh I will too. In fact, it's only 4 chapters. It's only 4 issues. I mean, we might as well. I think we should keep going. Okay. And let's finish this one off because it I mean, it's this is an interesting story. I'm liking it. So I want to yeah. I I really want to see where it goes and I'd like people to follow us get everyone to follow along with us that'd be awesome so if you're reading it definitely tweet us and tell us what you're thinking so far yes um or email us beardedbeacon at gmail.com exactly let us know let us know how far you are and and what you think so far and definitely tell al kaplan how you're feeling about it definitely either on his tumblr or his instagram or he has his own personal site as well. And then he's also on Smack Jeeves. Yep. And we'll and have, we will have the, uh, I'll put the link up again um, to the comic in the show notes again this week too. So you can just go to the show notes and click, bam, there it is. You'll, it's, it'll make it easier for you to find. Well, Chris, yes, we're sir. about a week behind the times. I know. We, we were going to talk about it last week. But, yeah, but but we couldn't, and that's okay. No, but uh, I think you know what time it is. I think you know where we're going. So there is yes, a I new do. Batman v Superman trailer out. And of course, yes. everyone's everyone that's listening to this, if anyone's listening to this, they've seen it. More and than likely, and they, more than likely, and they formed their own opinion. But you know, a week ago it was new to us, and. This is, I thought it was okay. I thought something was very interesting. Your comment, you saw this trailer, and that's when you told me, "Hey, I'm in. I now I want to see this movie." Yeah, so, because it, but it's because of my addiction. Is that what it is? Is there and maybe we'll we'll just have to wait to the end of this so I can give you my summary of the of the thing. But yeah. So why? <laughs> it, uh, you have to listen to the first episode to find out my addiction. So. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. That's uh, right. Yeah, go back to episode one. <laughs> Stop what you're doing, or you can just wait till the end of this episode, and then I'll tell you. But yeah, yeah. But why the third trailer? So I, I, 
do I assume correctly? You've seen the first, you've seen the teaser and you've seen the first trailer, right? Yeah. Okay. Why now with the third trailer? Is it is it solely that reveal in the third trailer that you're like, okay, I'm on board, or is it no? Okay. The biggest the biggest thing. Or, that or really was makes... there was there anything? Let me ask. Let me let me flip it around. Okay. Was there something that was turning you off about it? Were you not for some reason excited about the movie? Did you not want to see it until you saw this trailer? Um, with trailers, I need more information than they were giving me in the previous trailers. Okay. Because in, in the previous trailers, it was image, image, image. I mean, it has to be more than that. And that comes back to my comic book roots where you have to have a little bit of a story and the image and going back and forth between the two, a good balance. Okay. And sometimes the balance is just images and sometimes the balance is just text. But it's not always like that. And with a lot of trailers, I think they go too far when they're doing the teaser trailers, which mm-hmm. they're teaser trailers. So I don't know. It was just like, well, I don't know. And it just, I just wasn't getting enough information from those to make a de- definitive decision on what I wanted okay. from them. So, okay. I'll, yeah. yeah. I'll hear that argument. And with this one, the biggest thing for me was Lex Luthor. Um, really? And him getting to hear him be the like a different kind of Lex Luthor for mm-hmm. me cuz in Smallville you get the snarky guy and everything and in in like the old movies well the old movies were the old movies but and in the comics he's this highly intelligent calculating person yeah but you know he's a highly intelligent calculating person and but with the way he's being portrayed here you wouldn't he's masking that at least i feel like he's masking it well enough so that i wouldn't know that he was a conniving bastard just from gotcha what you get here because he's he's like a party guy right now and he's like calming the two superpowers in the room he doesn't realize it but he's doing it and or does he not realize it? Exactly. I mean, I mean, if he he's as sm- if he's as smart as he's supposed to be, he's probably smart enough to figure out at least who one of those two is. Right. Right. So that's 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 what really kicked it on for me okay. for this guy. So interesting. I like that. That's that's good to hear because you know so much of so much of what I've heard, read, whatever is man. I'm hearing a there's not a lot of love. For Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor right now, because yeah. of that trailer and because of that scene that you just mentioned, yeah, and it's like, oh, this is just you know, it's just wrong. It's blah blah blah. I think it works, and it, if you think about the the, I guess the subtitle, you know, you've got Batman versus Superman, but what's the the sub or the secondary title? Dawn of Justice. So this is the beginning of something, right? So we're seeing a genesis of these characters and how we're seeing the genesis of how these characters are going to interact with one another. And don't your, don't our interactions in as relationships form, doesn't that change us to some degree as people? So, I mean, what if we're just seeing a little bit of a different side of Lex before some bad stuff happens and he really goes off the deep end and he truly becomes evil. Right. You know, we're seeing him. Yeah. He's probably crazy at this point. He's probably always been great. I mean, you know, genius does that to people. So he's always probably been a little bit off, you know, in this universe. But so much of the time we see, you know, we see these portrayals of Lex over the years of 
in his mind, he's doing the right thing. Now, in the the Richard Donner movies, he was he wasn't he he knew what he was doing. He was out. I mean, he was out for number one, and you know, Lex was yeah. Lex was Lex was going to take care of Lex, and that's all he wanted. But you see it over. Yeah, I think you see it over and over in the comics. You see it in in the different um, the different animated series and and uh, stories and whatnot that he's he thinks he's doing the right thing. So, but I'm wondering if by the end of this movie, if we're going to see a complete one, like at least from a outward personality standpoint, a behavioral standard, you know, a, a visible behavioral standpoint, if by the end of this movie, we're going to see someone completely different than we saw in that trailer. And people are going to go, oh, I get it now. Because it's kind of like, you know, I, I was a skeptic initially with the casting, like many yeah. people were, but I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a chance, you know. Snyder did a pretty good job with Man of Steel. I'm one of the people that I'm one of the people that's in the camp that I liked that movie. Yeah, I had some problems with it, but you know, I think you're supposed to. You know, all the wanton destruction and all that. It's like, well, I think that's supposed to. I think you see that happen, and it's supposed to upset you. So, I, th- I think it was done on purpose. But you know, let's just address the whole Batfleck thing, since we're talking about it. But man, I saw yeah. that. I saw that teaser way back when when it came out and i was like i'm in my fears my fears have been i was like just that little bit that i I was like okay i'm done i'm in and so i'm gonna give lex the same benefit of the doubt now and say okay they're doing something they're gonna do something special with him that they just have and they just haven't tipped their hand yet yeah it's i think that's what they're going to do and I, i like that they're doing that with the characters and I want a delineation between the comic books and the movies. I yes. mean, I don't want it. Well, well, you want it to you want it to be true to the yeah. source material, mm-hmm. in a sense. But at the same time, it's it is a different medium, and it is a different you know, it's a different person telling the story. Right. And what have we proven over and over again is that you can tell the story a whole bunch of different ways. Right. So yeah, you don't. You're you're saying you're you're not looking for a complete rehash of. A particular run of the comic book, you want to see something fresh and new and different, right? Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's what we're going to get. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm loving all of the stuff that they've just pulled right out of Dark Knight. Yeah, I mean, there's all these visuals that just, oh my goodness gracious, like I never thought I'd see in a you know live action screen. Although it's funny, I, you go back and read it, or you go back and watch the. Did you see the animated movie that came out? Uh, I don't think I did. No. Oh man, no. you, you got to check that out. It's fantastic. Go okay. watch that, and then turn right around and watch um, Christopher Nolan's uh, Dark Knight. And he actually borrowed a lot. There's like, there's almost like entire lines of dialogue that he just rips right out of there and puts in. It's like all these little nice little homages to it. Nice. But I'm so excited to see this. I mean, it's you know, even if. It, and I don't think it's a, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of people complaining that it's almost like a bait and switch, that oh they're really not going to be at odds or whatever. I think they are at the beginning. I think they've just turned oh, it yeah. on. I think they've turned it on its ear. And instead of later in life when they're going at each other, it's okay. There's tension when they okay they're just meeting each other and they're just figuring each other out. What's that going to look like? And why not take those visuals and just come right out of the gate with them? And I think it's great. It's gonna be a lot of fun, but I mean, we know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be allied eventually, right? As, I mean, it is the Justice League, so 
But at the same time, it's also still Batman who doesn't trust anybody. Exactly. So it's it's going to be fun. I think it's. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And but I, I did see a perfect perfect illustration of the trailer earlier today. Really. I'm not, I'm not sure whose image it was, but it's basically Superman and Batman having a little slap fight. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. And then Doomsday jumping in, and then Wonder Woman's like, are you going to do anything? <laughs> <laughs> Which is the way yeah. it feels. Like, oh, Superman, stop it. Batman, stop it. Yeah, it, Boys, yeah. get it together. Get it Come together. on, we have something to do. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that's funny. It, okay, kind of on that note, uh, a, a a buddy, another buddy of mine had a, a kind of reverse reaction to the trailers. He saw, and it, it was funny because he'd he'd been in the movies a couple weeks ago, and he's telling me, he goes, "Yeah, I saw the new, I saw the Batman trailer." He goes, "Man, I, he's like, I don't know, I don't think that movie's gonna be any good. I don't really want to see it." And he's like, "Man, it just, I mean, it looks, you know, Batman just looks like a big wuss, and it just looks like you know a little playground fight and this and that and." He's like, I was like, well, have you seen the other two trailers? He's like, no, I haven't. So I showed him the other two, and he yeah. was like, oh my god, I've got to see this movie now. This looks fantastic. Excellent. <laughs> so it's funny for him. It was, you know, he needed he needed whatever it was in those first two, and you know, like I said, I I saw the teaser and I was in. All I need is, I I just needed a I needed a couple of there was just a couple of visuals I needed and just a you know. And they got, and then that that little bit of dialogue, little line of dialogue where you hear Batman, you know, "Do you bleed? You will." Yeah. I was like, "Oh hell yeah, this is it. This is it's on." So mm-hmm. for me, that was all I needed. But now that's gotten me in trouble sometimes. Mission <laughs> to Mars. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you know, but I I think we're gonna be okay this time. We can hope. We can hope. Well, we're just like six days away from the second coming, so yeah. it's it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna be so blissed out over that that I could, I mean, I could go watch stick figures dance across the screen for two hours in March and be like, "Oh, that movie was fantastic!" <laughs> I'm just so happy to be here. You're gonna get a reset back to 2000. What? Yeah, year 2000. Where? Hey, Seal, did you like that movie? Yes. Did you like that movie? Yes. Did you like that movie? Yes. <laughs> Yep. Here's the thing. I'll go watch a movie and I'm gonna find something to like about it. Star Night, uh, with a few exceptions. <laughs> with a very few exceptions. <laughs> it's if if there's some if 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 it's so bad that I can't there's nothing I can grab onto then it's a bad movie. Yeah. And Star Night, Mission to Mars. Um. Yeah. Because I mean, here's the thing. I I. And I've told this, to, I've, I've used this example in in other in conversations with other people, because it's like, man, you're just you're too, you know. People say I'm, you know, oh, you're too lenient or you're too, you know, whatever. You, you give too much credit. And it's like, no, it's here's the thing: making a movie is hard, and I've done it. I've I've worked on, you know, I've I've been in the trenches and and done this stuff, and you know, but it's all been you know low budget kind of things but I've worked on three features at this point and it's hard work and here's the thing it's like no matter how quote unquote bad it is the source material whatever dude there's a lot of people working really hard that are putting you know that are putting their heart and soul in it every day 
and trying to make the best movie that they can. And so I go into it trying it. I, I go into I go into a lot of things trying to find something to like because I've been there and you know, and it just sucks when you've worked so hard on something and it just doesn't come out right. I'm a little sentimental that way. But that said, there are there are some that are like, oh man, that is just awful. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry. I, I know I, I know you, you put your heart and soul into this, but it's still a piece of crap. Yep, yep. But for the most part, I'm going to... And two, I'm kind of... You know, I like a lot of the stuff that I see, but I also try to set myself up and go to something that I think I'm going to like. So so there's that too. Good. But that said, I thought I was going to like Mission to Mars, and I went and saw that instead of a midnight show of Wrath of Khan like I could have gone to. That was a big mistake. That was one of the worst mistakes. Yeah. That was that was awful. Of of all my you know, I say worst mistakes, not, you know, oh, that was the most that was the worst mistake of my life. Obviously not. If that my life was that shallow, then I have a problem. But as far as my movie going career, oh, that was bad. Although I saw the uh The Martian last night. Yeah. And that went a long way towards exercising the demon that was Mission to Mars. Oh, good. Yes. Excellent. That was basically that was the movie that Mission to Mars should have been. Okay. So if you haven't seen The Martian, I highly recommend it. It's it, it's fantastic. There's a little something in it for everybody. A lot more humor than I expected. But then if you think about it, you know, it's that's a humor is a fantastic weapon in a situation like that where you're all alone and have to survive and but I digress. Okay. So Batman v Superman. And the other thing that got you in was your addiction. Yes. Uh, yeah. The heroin addiction. Of yeah. That that woman that at the end of the the trailer just looks at the two that, little that, that wonderful woman two at the end of the trailer. Brats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not totally sold on um the villain. Um uh, the Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. Here's the thing. If it is, in fact, Doomsday, I'm still hearing some people say, no, it's not. It's a, I think it is. But here's the thing. It's, if it is, what do we know about Doomsday? He evolves. So right. we're seeing this first iteration of him. I think he's just out there as cannon fodder, and he's going to get beat. But guess what? He comes, he, evol- he comes back, and he evolves. And, you know, so we're, we're not seeing a fully— It's just like we're not seeing a fully evolved Lex Luthor or a fully evolved— um, probably not a fully evolved Wonder Woman or any of these other characters. We're not seeing a fully evolved Doomsday, I don't think. So right. it's the dawn. Go back to that word dawn, beginning, people. Mm-hmm. Cut it some slack. But I also think that there's some sleight of hand going on, and I think there's something bigger at play, and I'm, I know I'm not alone in this. I think ultimately behind everything, the big bad is going to be Darkseid. I think you're correct, yep. Especially with the Batman dream thing. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, those had to have been parademons, right? Yep, yep. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. It's the, it's the only logical thing. Here I am invoking logic in a superhero movie. Exactly. I mean, that was my first thought when I saw him. I'm like, oh, those are the, oh, 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 oh. Which makes me think, too, that, you know, there's that shot. You see the, you know, the shot of Doomsday jumps out and, you know, the eyes start glowing and all that. And something happens and... You got the big explosion. 
I'm wondering if maybe that's not if if there's a little bit of uh, editing trickery happening in that trailer. They've married they've married a few things together, and I'm wondering if what we're actually what we actually end up seeing the effect of is not you know some kind of mutated doomsday style heat vision, but maybe a blast of omega beams. That could be from a certain dark fellow. Because look at the look at what happens that blast and how much I mean that's like almost a nuclear blast that happens right there, right? And I don't think Wonder Doomsday, Woman shrugs it off, and she shrugs it off <laughs> with that shield, just what? And she's just like, whatever, because <laughs> she's freaking Wonder Woman. That's right. She's she's got more juice than Batman and Superman combined, so. <laughs> She would be able to shrug that off, mm-hmm. but it's pretty awesome. I'm whatever it ends up being, all this conjecture, whatever. I, dude, I'm gonna go see it. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited, but it's it is neat. I mean, I'm glad that we're seeing more stuff. We got a few more visuals, a little bit more Wonder Woman this time. And oh, can we address one more thing? Sure. People, Batman is not holding a gun in that last shot. He's not. Oh my God, all the whininess I've seen about that. Batman's got a gun. That's terrible. That goes against. No, it's not. Have you read The Dark Knight Returns? It's that sonic thing that he shoots Superman with. It's a it's a it's a sonic weapon. It's not a projectile. Yeah, it's it a is, sonic gun. It is not a it is not a <laughs> well, gun is in black powder, cased ammunition, jacketed. It's not that. Right. So can we please drop that now? Now it definitely looks more gun or assault rifle like in this version, but it kind of makes sense. I mean, you've got to be able to wield the thing, and so. But it, I mean, it makes sense that he would have some kind of sonic thing, or it could be the. And then you know, there's there's the whole. Remember the sticky bun, sticky sticky bun, <laughs> sticky bun, sticky sticky, sticky bomb gun from uh, from Dark Knight, yeah. or. Go back to the Dark Knight Returns. The he's got the he's got the um, Remington 270, the sniper rifle with the grappling hook in the end of it. Which, by the way, we see we've actually seen in the other trailer. We yeah. shot of him up on top of the building with that thing slung over his shoulder. So, where were all the little whiny kids then? So stop it! Don't make me come over there. Wherever there is, I don't know where there is, but don't make me come over there. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? Oh, you know, I could take it or leave it. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no opinion about it one way or the other. And if you believe that... He's got a condo to sell you. Well, actually, I do. <laughs> or I will next week when it goes on the market. Yay! Yeah. Somebody please come buy my house. Well, we weren't going to talk about it, but we kind of alluded to it. And do we want it... And we we can... We can cut this bit out or not, depending on where the conversation goes. But are we going to talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room that is Star Wars? No, I want to wait. Okay. I want to I want to actually wait and take two weeks after it's out. Okay. Because I don't want to spoil anything. No. I'm about to like delete my Facebook account so I don't... Oh, yeah. I'm turning all that crap off. Because <laughs> I'm not going to get to see it until... The earliest I'm going to get to see it is, is Christmas Day. Yeah. And maybe not, of, maybe not until the next day or the day after. So, yeah. like, I'm Facebook, 
Twitter and all that stuff's turning that crap off. So if anyone is tweeting at us during that time at the Bearded Beacon or at me or at Chris or emailing us, we're going to go dark. Well, email is cool. Email I, is I'll cool. check my emails. Yeah, yeah I'll but, check my yeah. But But if I open that email and you have... Have you spoiled it for me? <laughs> yeah, we will be there shortly. Um, I'm starting up a posse to come and look for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll have words. But yeah, I'm not going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can to not spoil it for myself. Because, yep. eh, I mean, sure, you, there's, there's conjecture. You can kind of figure out some things, but... And I've got some thoughts and all that, but I know enough about it that I know all I want to know until I see it. Yep. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go from a social media standpoint. I'm going dark. Yep, yep. From the night of the seventeenth until I see the Dega movie, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be very picky about what I expose myself to during that probably eight to ten day period, and then it's on. I'm so excited. So no Star Wars talk. Oh, are we going to do a, uh, we should do a Christmas episode. Okay. Do we want it to be? Well, we can call it, I can't wait for the Halloween episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) Oh my goodness. The holidays are out of control. I know. I know. It's just crazy. We do do need to do a, a, definitely a, Christmas episode, but I don't know what you want to do for that. So, yeah, I don't know when we want to do it. Do you want to do it the week before, or the or the sun? Do we want to do it the Sunday before, or the Sunday after? Um, let's do it. Try to do it Sunday before. Okay. That's so the twentieth. Yep. So basically next week. Yeah. Okay. So we'll come up with some Christmas themed things to talk about. Okay. Maybe we'll find something in episode three of Jessica Jones that we can talk about and bring in Christmas. Ooh, maybe. You mean episode four? No, episode seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Episode nine. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you now. <laughs> Man, we were doing so good. For two whole episodes, we had the episode count just locked in. Bang, bang. Yep. And then, ah, the hell of it. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's okay. We can't, we can't get, uh, we can't get tied down to, uh, to normal conventions like that. Well, I think we've about, I think we've wrapped. I think we've, yep. hit, I think we've hit everything we need to hit. I think so. I think it's another successful, um, it's a successful something. Yeah, we recorded. We recorded. We hit record. We said words. We said words. The recorder's still going. I have AC power. I got an AC power adapter for my recorder now, so I don't have to worry about the batteries anymore. Hooray. Oh, cool. And I, um, and we made mistakes. We did. Which and we tried to correct them. I may or may not edit some of those. Oh yeah, we 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 went back and corrected some stuff from before. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, well, I'm sure we made some mistakes this time. I'll find that in the editing. Yeah, and in our tweets. Yeah, cut out a few long awkward pauses and silences and me chasing the dog. Me tending to my son's wounds. Mm-hmm. Because you know, it's life happens. That's right. It just it just keeps it don't it, life don't care if you're you're podcasting, life don't care. It's like nah, I'm here. You're gonna deal with me right now, or I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. And on that happy note, mm-hmm. I think it's time to end. I think you're correct. So until next week, we'll see you next week. We will. We will record next week. 
come hell or high water, unless one of us is deathly ill, with a lovely Christmas-themed episode. So, until then, I'm Seal. I'm Chris. And I forgot what I was going to say. What the hell did I say? Oh, yeah. Take it easy and listen for the beacon. 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 Beacon.